Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Wall Street has been flirting with gains and losses this past week. And that's as investors are eyeing the unofficial start of earnings season, kicking off Friday with big banks embracing for two key inflation reports that could inform upcoming Federal Reserve rate decisions. Fed officials are becoming more confident that the inflation outlook is benign, but the next set of consumer price index figures will help inform that view. So to find out how the this will impact markets in the coming days. Joining us on the phone today is Tu Jun Chung, who's the equity dealer at Mumu Singapore. Jun Chung, welcome to the show. Hi, Homin. Thank you for having me on the show again. Thank you for joining me in this new year. Well, Jin Chung, it's been a volatile week, I must say, after you know markets did get off to a disappointing start to the new year last week. What's been moving markets this week? Absolutely right. So the market has been volatile and the market kicked off uh, 2024 mostly in the red. So, but uh, there are some bright spots especially happening this week. Mm-hmm. So we did see that the uh, S&P 500 posting a gain of over 1.4% mm-hmm. to start the second week really well. So while the gains from Monday, we did not get in the recent high. I think one company that a lot of investors, especially those in the U.S. markets, are looking at would be one that actually hit its new all-time high and uh, that is uh, NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, it hit a new high. Last night, as well, it hit a new high as well. Okay. Yeah, so I think for markets this week, investors will really be watching tonight the two inflationary reports you talk right. about, as well as the uh, Chinese CPI data coming mm-hmm. on Friday. And then uh, another thing that's really interesting for this week is being able to mention about the, in the last 24 hours, we did see that the U.S. SEC have started to approve the, the right. first U.S. Bitcoin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll dive into the inflation report later in mm-hmm. our conversation. But, you know, markets are in somewhat of a wait-and-see mode, it looks like. And that's because, you know, investors are also readying for the unofficial start of earnings season kicking off this Friday, I believe, with big banks. So, Jun Chung, right. what are you expecting for this earnings season? Are you expecting more disappointment or expecting more optimism? Personally, expectations-wise, not super optimistic, but of course, uh, more oh, no. remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, like I mentioned, tomorrow the banks will kickstart their earnings mm-hmm. seasons. But at least for all the six big banks in the US, their earnings are actually forecasted to drop about an average of 13% compared mm-hmm. to a year ago. So, of course, another factor that can add to this lack of optimism could be that a lot of these non-performing loans by of the largest U.S. lenders are actually expected to rise. Mm. And mm. we also have been seeing uh, a lot of layoffs happening right. in many companies. So we did see like for Citibank uh, in December, they were offering bonuses to encourage staff to leave earlier. Unity Software was laying off 25% of their employees. Mm-hmm. And then over in Singapore as well, there's the recent uh, Lazada layoffs as well. Right. So it may not look as optimistic as in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this reduction in operating costs that from all these layoffs will likely be in effect in the later earnings. Okay, I see. You know, when we were in this era of high interest rates mm-hmm. environment, of course, big banks were the ones that really enjoyed this kind of environment. So, right. Chun given multiple pauses in rate hikes, you know, towards the end of mm-hmm. last year, how are big banks expected to perform in their latest business update? 
Oh, right. So actually, banks and interest rates, they have a very interesting uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. So I guess over in the US, we have seen that a lot of the share prices of all the big banks actually have been inching higher after mm. the November FOMC meeting last yeah. year. Well, actually, over in Singapore, uh, it's a little different story. <laughs> yeah. So, personally, uh, pauses in rate hikes as well as the very likely rate cuts that mm-hmm. will happen uh, this year should actually help a lot of these big banks in the long run. Okay. So, while the higher borrowing costs can actually boost the income for many of these big banks, I would say overall, the broader recovery in investors' sentiment as well as the lowering of orders and interest rates can actually help banks actually make better deals at their investment banking units from a lot of this, you can say, the investors' activities. And of course, one of the things that we also have seen for the banking sector in 2023 was also the uh, collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, as well as the merger of the two Swiss giants, uh, UBS and Credit Suisse. Mm -hmm. So really with the interest rate pauses, as well as the potential rate cuts, in the long run, it should really benefit the big banks and they could potentially perform better. I see. You know, other than big banks kicking off the earnings season, what other sectors are you looking forward to this earnings season? Are you looking forward to tech or? Absolutely right. <laughs> so most definitely, most people will be looking at the tech sector itself. Of course, for the US uh, uh-huh. tech sector, they had an amazing run in the last two months of 2024 fueled by what they call the uh, Magnificent Seven stocks. This upcoming earnings season will help investors see that if this uh, US tech sector continue this uh, amazing run, it will start to actually lose off some schemes. Mm. So uh, layoffs are happening and typically not a good sign for any company. But at the same time, the potential interest rates are forecasted to be cut by the end of the year, which tends to favor a lot of the growth stocks, which are mainly in the tech sector. Mm-hmm. One of the key things for many of these tech companies for the upcoming seasons for me actually would be to see if their earnings are impacted by this higher for longer interest rates environment over the past uh, year itself. As many of them may have their fixed interest rate loans being renewed at higher rates now. So that would be one of the key things I'll be looking at. I see. I see. Well, you know, this week, investors, as you mentioned, are also Mm -hmm. bracing for key inflation reports that could inform the upcoming Federal Reserve rate decisions. What are you expecting out of those inflation reports? Yeah, so uh, at least forecast-wise, the uh, headline overall CPI is year-on-year at least is at 3.2%, which is higher than the 3.1% for November itself. Uh, Core CPI, on the other hand, is forecasted at 3.8% compared to 4% previously. So unless there has been any major macro events or any geopolitical events, personally, for me, the expectation should be within this figures. But of course, one thing for sure is that this inflationary figures has certainly came down faster than expected. It has been faster than what the FOMC has expected. Mm, I see. I see. Well, based on, you know, what the inflation report highlights, how will it impact, you know, the U.S. Fed's next rate decision? For the U.S. Fed next rate decision, it's highly unlikely that the inflation report should actually significantly change the effect cost of action. Unless, of course, a very uh, unprecedented figure comes along, which is very unlikely to happen. Should there be any slight uptick in this headline figures? I guess one of the reasons could be from the holiday season that we just had. So there was shopping spree for Christmas, there was Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, etc., etc. And uh, according to the widely uh, followed CME Fed Watch tool, there is a whopping actually 95% chance that there will be no rate change, at least for the FOMC meeting in late January. 
And uh, this is pretty much expected, of course, and since most consensus are actually looking at the later meetings for the first rate cuts. So uh, a lot of traders are also looking at uh, much for the first rate cuts. It has actually came just from the CME Fed Watch too, came from over 70% to 60% now. Right, right. You know, it looks like ahead of this inflation report that we will see later tonight, a lot of people mm-hmm. are expecting that, you know, inflation is easing. But if, let's say, the reports come out to the upside, how much big of an impact will this have on markets? If there's a huge uptick in this report, of course, markets will certainly be moving. Mm-hmm. So it's very likely that the futures trading for the U.S. and this is will likely be flat at least until the, the CPI report comes out later at night. Mm-hmm. And of course, should the figure come in within expectations, likely there will be no major impact. Should it come out worse than expected, very likely the yield futures will start to be inching higher. And then that would probably suppress a lot of this uh, US, different U.S. indices. So investors should definitely be watching these TPI figures and, if necessary, manage their portfolio from there. I see. I see. Well, you know, speaking of which, stocks typically rise during the 12-month period following the end of a rate hike cycle, you know, because investors like we're witnessing now anticipate rate cuts and cuts Mm -hmm. create a tailwind to, you know, corporate revenue and earnings by promoting economic growth. So let's say history does repeat itself. Can the stock market lead higher or head higher in 2024? Oh, that's a very interesting point you have actually uh, pointed out. So yes, uh, historically, that has happened. Uh, however, of course, past results are never a guarantee for future performance. And for this historical trend or this pattern that we are seeing for the current uh, rate cycle, it's also one that has uh, never been tested since this current rate cycle actually came after a global pandemic. Nevertheless, uh, we are currently seeing that all three U.S. indices have actually been performing well since at least the pause in July itself, and especially on the last two months of 2023. Very expected that volatility will continue as more economic figures are announced, especially with the one uh, happening tonight. And well, of course, another thing, uh, history-wise, same past results are never a guarantee for future performance, but uh, history-wise, rate cuts are also associated with recession. So although I personally think it's very unlikely this time because uh, we are approaching to more of a soft landing unless something unprecedented do happen. I see. So what are you expecting in terms of the outlook for U.S. markets this year? For me, expectation-wise, unless with a very strong catalyst, it's very unlikely for the U.S. market, at least in 2024, to really outperform what he has done for the majority of 2023 because 2023 has been a really uh, good year, a very high base itself. So while rate cuts are likely to happen in 2024, depending on how many, uh, which will be decided by the FOMC, interest rates are still higher than pre-COVID days. Mm. And many of these companies that have fixed loans at uh, lower rates, like I mentioned, will likely be adjusting or actually have adjusted to higher rates. And then all of this increase in loan payments can actually Mm -hmm. impact companies' earnings, especially more so for the smaller companies that are more, say, cash-strapped. So uh, for me, the Russell 2000 index will be one that I'll be watching for for any potential cracks in the uh, U.S. markets itself. Mm, I see, I see. And before we let you go here, Jun Chong, what else should we be looking out for in the next couple of weeks that could move markets? For the next couple of weeks, apart from the CPI figures in both the U.S. and China, I think 
One event that investors should focus on is actually the uh, upcoming Taiwan presidential election. Mm. It, should, it will be happening on uh, this, this weekend. Saturday, oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, this uh, election itself will be widely watched by the two superpowers, the so US and China, as well as the neighboring countries around Taiwan itself. So, of course, depending on the electoral results, the market will move in one direction or another. And this result may have a huge impact on uh, markets as well. Because mm-hmm. for Taiwan and, of course, together with TSMC, they do produce around 90% of the highest end chips for the world. And a lot of companies are reliant on it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of focus will be on this presidential election. Mm, I see. So, of course, a lot remains to be told. And I guess by the end of next week, we should be able to see the results and outcome, if any. Mm-hmm. And another key event I would say that uh, investors should look for for the next couple of weeks would be actually the second anniversary of the uh, Ukraine-Russia war. Mm. So really similar to what happened during the first anniversary, we are also seeing increased uh, escalations on both sides of this Ukraine-Russia war itself. And this uh, Ukraine-Russia war has actually brought the start of a lot of this uh, inflationary pressures for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So should the Escalation goes out of hand. The market will very likely react negatively to it. So uh, investors should keep a watch out for such news. I see. Well, thank you so much, Jun Chang, for your time and your insights today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me as well again, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Chu Jun Chung, who is the equity dealer at Boom Boom Singapore. I'm Hongbin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.